Hello, City Church. My name is Jacob, and this is City Church Together for Friday, June 11th. It is great to be with you today. I wanted to hop on here and talk about a new song that we are teaching this Sunday. We are teaching You Keep On Getting Better by Maverick City Music. If you haven't listened to it already, you can hit pause right now or wait until after the podcast. Um, Go to the description of today's episode. We have some links in there for you to listen to the song. I have been so blessed by this song. Our team, um, our worship team already has in so many ways. And today I wanted to lead us in a meditation through the lyrics of this song before we sing it on Sunday. And also wanted to lead us um, lead us through a passage in Psalms that I believe gives a lot of weight to the song, to the lyrics we're going to be singing. And so I'm going to start off in verse one of You Keep On Getting Better. Singing to God, the lyricist says, I will sing of your goodness. I will sing of your love. Though the seasons come quickly, you have always been enough. Though the night may get darker, though the waiting seems long, you have always been faithful to remind me of your love. I'll skip on down to verse two. We'll come back to the chorus in just a minute. Verse two, it says, God, you have always been patient. You have always been kind. You're consistent through the ages. Oh, what a friend of mine. So I'll remind my soul to bless you, standing firm upon your truth, knowing you cannot be shaken because I've seen what you can do. And so clearly, I mean, what lyrics? It's beautiful. I love uh, these words and how they savor God's goodness and his faithfulness and these beautiful characteristics. I mean, his patience and his kindness that the God of the universe would be patient with us specifically through giving over his son for us on the cross and seeing people come to repentance in light of the truth of the gospel. I mean, man, what more could say patience than that? It's incredible. And like I said, there is a passage in Psalms that really came to mind um, as I was practicing this song and meditating on the lyrics. Uh, So I'm going to read from Psalm 86, starting in verse 3. David says, Be gracious to me, O Lord, for to you do I cry all the day. Gladden the soul of your servant. For to you, O Lord, do I lift up my soul. For you, O Lord, are good and forgiving abounding in steadfast love to all who call upon you. Now, verse 8, David says, There is none like you among the gods, O Lord, nor are there any works like yours. All the nations you have made shall come and worship before you, O Lord, and shall glorify your name. For you are great and do wondrous things. You alone are God. Oh, my goodness. I mean, what beautiful meditation and savoring of God's goodness and his greatness. Now, why do I bring this passage up? I bring it up because in order for us to really understand and resonate with the lyrics of the songs we're singing, I think we need to see the difference here in Psalm 86 between God's greatness and his goodness. Now, in the English language, Great is typically understood as, is commonly used as just improvement upon good. I think of Tony the Tiger, you know, they're great. You know, talking about Frosted Flakes, um, as if you didn't know that. Um, (laughs) uh, And 
So that's how we typically understand it. However, the Psalms, as many of you know, was the Psalms were written in Hebrew, and the words for good and greatness are different than the English language. And so going back to verse 5, David says, You, O Lord, are good and forgiving. And that word good is the Hebrew word tov. Isn't that fun and intense to say? Tov. Especially when you get that O right, tov. Anyway, God's goodness here is uh, the concordance defines it as um, God's kindness, his goodness, his um, excellence. And there are different definitions, but more likely here, it is his kindness um, that re- that really ties in with his forgiveness, saying that he abounds in steadfast love. Now, on down in verse 10, it sa- David says that God is great and does wondrous things. That word great is gadol, and that speaks to the weight and the importance of God. So he says, you know, you are gadol and do wondrous things. You alone are God. You know, in the uh, verse before, it says, all the nations you have made shall come and worship before you, shall glorify your name, because he is great, because he is gadol. And you may be thinking, okay, Jacob, you're giving me a Hebrew lesson when we should just be talking about the song. What's going on here? I think when we understand the difference here is Well, when we understand the difference between these two, we can more deeply appreciate that God holds both of these characteristics in tandem. You see, God is both tov and gadol. He is good and forgiving, but he is also great and does wondrous things. Reminds me of Colossians 1, talking specifically about God the Son, Jesus saying that he holds all things together. So there's that gadol, that's greatness. But then you see his goodness on down where it talks about the cross, and how he gave himself up for us later down in Colossians 1. And so we see that our God in all of his persons holds both greatness and goodness in tandem. You and I are not as consistent with that. Uh, in fact, we are inc- we have an incredibly hard time holding both Tov and Gadol together. How many times have you seen the story of someone who comes into a job with good intentions to uh, take over the mean boss and to start an environment of good? But then once, um, you know, and they come in with a heart of Tov, of goodness, but then once they are climbing the corporate ladder, that tove, that goodness starts to go away. Then once they're CEO, they are just as great. They got the gadol there, but they've forsaken the tove. They've forsaken the goodness in order to have greatness. And so that usually manifests itself in anger and in carelessness because we are so focused on our greatness while forsaking our goodness. So we can't it we have a hard time holding those things in tandem. But when we worship a God who is both good and great, the hope is that through the Holy Spirit we can emulate both goodness 
and kindness of God, even when we have greatness attached to us. Parents, you have a greatness with your kids by your authority, but you also have a kindness and a goodness and a forgiveness, and that, can, and that comes from God because you are made in his image. Bosses and managers who are listening to this, you have a greatness, yes, because of your authority, but you can also have a goodness in how you treat your employees and understanding the hard circumstances that may make them to late to work one day. And so back to the song. Why is this important? The bridge, I think, is so important here. It says, God, you keep on getting better. And I know I said we were talking about the chorus, so I'll go back to the chorus real quick um, before we talk about the bridge. So just remember that line, you keep on getting better. In the chorus, the lyricist is tying the two verses together, singing about God's goodness and greatness. And it just says simply, you are good. In the morning, I'll sing, you are good. God, in the evening, I'll sing, you are good. You are good to me. So after singing about God's goodness and his faithfulness in the morning and the evening, we come to the bridge and just very simply, over and over, the lyricist says, you keep on getting better. You keep on getting better. How is that possible? It's not like God is getting better in his quality. As we've seen in these passages, you know, God is already perfectly good and great. But he becomes even better to us the more that you and I savor his goodness and his greatness. And how do we do that? How, do, how can we confidently sing, you keep on getting better? Well, first, by opening God's word. I mean, that's why I wanted to lead us in that meditation in Psalm 86. Because worship songs are great and um, a lot of, you know, worship leaders work very hard. Um, You know, guys like Dante Bao, Jonathan Jay, and Majesty Rose. Those aren't names maybe you know, but those are the writers of this song. And they have spent time with the Lord and sought him, um, hopefully. (laughs) I don't know them personally. And so they can sing you keep on getting better. You keep on getting better because they are continually savoring God's goodness and greatness. And the Holy Spirit allows us to really see this. It makes me think of another song we sing, In the Hands of Christ My King. Um, there's a part in the prayer where it says, Come Holy Spirit, move in power. And then it says, Show me the Father, show me the Son. So the Holy Spirit, what he does is he brings the beauty of God the Father and God the Son into focus so that we can confidently sing. And the more that we are reading scripture and that we're in community, that we're gathering on Sundays and singing together, we can say, man, I'm continually seeing God's goodness and faithfulness in my job, in my marriage, in my relationships, in X and Y and Z. And we can say, man, truly, you keep on getting better. Now, there may be some of you listening to this thinking, I, what if I don't mean that? What if I don't mean that when I sing it? Well, sing your way into belief. As you're singing, you keep on get it, getting better. Would you pray to God, God, I have not been in a rhythm of engaging with you so that I can sing this. So would you help me 
believe that you keep getting better. Because we tend to think that we can find greatness in our sin. We can find good dull and importance and validation in our sin. And it just doesn't work. And so I would encourage you, if you're in that camp of like, I don't think I can sing that confidently. You can, first of all, if you are in Christ, he has secured love and salvation, eternal love and salvation for you on the cross. He has never stopped loving you. And he is calling you through the Holy Spirit, through God the Son. The Father is calling you to treasure and savor more of who he is so that you can sing that bridge confidently. So when you come on Sunday, sing your way into belief. Oh, City Church, I long for this for us, that we can confidently sing as we grow and as we head into um, prayerfully a season of refreshment and revival after a year of intense hardship. And we can truly sing, man, God, you keep on getting better as we see your greatness and your goodness, as we see um, because of the Spirit, the Father and the Son, as we see him and savor him, we can truly sing that he keeps on getting better. So before we end today, let's take a moment and be silent, prepare our hearts to talk to God. Heavenly Father, thank you that you did not forsake your goodness for your greatness. You have always been both. You have always been perfectly good, perfectly great. And you will continue to be those things. Father, would you prepare our hearts by your spirit to sing of your goodness, of your love, singing about how you can't be shaken. And remember that, oh yeah, our God is both. And that's worth celebrating. So that we can sing with hearts of joy. You keep on getting better as we taste and see, as David says, that you are good. As we see that those who fear you have no lack. God, that we would say, yes, God. You keep on getting better. God, for those of us who are bringing maybe some disbelief um, or are wrestling with suffering right now, and it's hard to see how being with you can get better when it's been just incredibly hard up to this point. Father, would you bring refreshment to those who are feeling that this morning? I love the words of Acts 3. As Peter calls on the people to repent so that seasons of refreshing may come. Would you bring that, God, and prepare us to sing and rejoice in your goodness. That song, that and that that song would continue from our Sunday morning and then into the evening. Because you're worth all of our worship and all of our celebration. Pray all this in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. City Church, go and multiply the gospel.